Hello humans, hello humans. It's about 45 minutes later. Let me shut this off. It's too bad, it's warm. It's been pretty cold here. It's actually easier to take the cold when we um, don't have, uh, or when it's dry, when the air is dry, which we get around here with cold. The, the air just gets really, really dry. Then all of a sudden, the temperature rises uh, from, you know, the mid-teens and 20s up into the 30s and 40s, but we get the increase in the moisture and then everybody gets cold because of the moisture in the air. Uh, you know, usually we're in the uh, upper 80s into the 90s in terms of moisture content. Uh, anyway, so uh, I'm going to keep on with the uh, hyper novelty theme for some time as we get into this, right? Because there's so many weird ramifications of it. Boy, um, pelicans flying overhead. Interesting. Um, they're bigger than eagles, actually. Uh, anyway, so uh, as part of hyper novelty, we, we uh, come unhinged. We become these, uh, you know, there could be a lot of untethered heathers running around. Uh, freaking out, that kind of thing, but also it's going to extend to uh, larger groups, to, to aggregated groups within our social order. So I expect as part of hyper novelty to see the emergence of um, uh, corporations that are near to nation states or more powerful than nation states. So let us hypothesize that indeed it is factual that Lockheed Martin has um, an alien reproduction vehicle assembly line that is producing uh, tic-tac UFO kind of things or UFOs, what we're going to call UFOs. It's producing these. They're human-made and they're being um, uh, used by uh, Lockheed Martin. But they're simply not being given to the government. <laughs> you know, the government isn't being told shit. Once these people get hold of this technology, they say, fuck you, government. We're more powerful than you. And you guys cannot be trusted. So um, so that cannot be trusted part's really going to be playing into it here in hyper novelty. And you will not believe the ramifications uh, that I'm expecting uh, to appear as a result of this you guys can't be trusted uh, hitting the top down, right? It's going to be, um, so in my opinion, uh, as we go through this over these next few years, the United States is going to um, uh, recognize itself in a new state of being that is not federal control, but is much more akin to the early days of the Republic with very, very, very little government control at all. And a lot of corporations just going off and doing their own shit. Um, so let's hypothesize that Lockheed Martin has some of these and they're not alone. There are other corporations that have these vehicles, different kinds of them. So there's at least two different kinds of uh, technology involved with alien reproduction vehicles uh, that corporations have. And then we have to ask ourselves, is it, okay, so uh, if you were a corporation and you had UFOs, um, would it uh, be in your interest to go and like colonize or explore as a corporation? Fuck the government. No government involved. So it would be Lockheed Martin's lunar base, right? 
that kind of thing. Um, and, or Raytheon, right? These kind of things, right? Um, I actually happen to have a relationship way in the past with Raytheon at a couple of different levels, as did my father because he was testing Raytheon gear in Vietnam uh, for the Department of Defense as part of his being the um, military governor of um, the highlands in Vietnam War uh, for the Americans, right? This in the latter stages of the war, the Vietnamese government had broken down and we get to um, a situation here where U.S. government was actually running the government in Vietnam because of the dysfunction of the um, corrupt uh, government there that was the basically the cause for everybody wanting to go communistic. It was it was planned, it was designed, it's a mother weapon kind of thing. But nonetheless, that was the the stated reason was the government was so corrupt that you know they they went communist just to get rid of all the corruption, which is what they're trying to do in the United States. They're trying to say everything's so corrupt you're going to have to become a communist thing to get rid of all of the the corrupt DAs that George Soros put in. So there's 3,000 plus counties in the United States. It is estimated that George Soros has put in over 2,000 uh, district attorneys and, um, and has put in a, a, an additional 4,000 people into uh, the justice system in terms of, you know, locally appointed judges, etc. So they actually are, owe their allegiance to George Soros. They don't work for the United States government at all. They don't work for you guys. They work for George Soros. Anyway, so this is going to come out in hypernovelty. And so we may well have a situation now where um, the activity that I'm seeing on the moon, okay, that I can, I can accurately tell you why I suspect that I'm looking at a battle. Okay, so I can say this item, that item, this action, uh, this movement, all of these things reflect an organized strategy a, um, and, a, and a directed strategic violence ongoing on the lunar surface. So there's, it's not a war because wars are settled by banksters and through negotiation from one bank to another when they're all done with the killing and stuff and they have accomplished their goals of putting in what population they want where they want. So it's not that kind of a thing, right? But it, it may, it's a contention. It's, so we'll call it a war for lack of a better term, but um, uh, these are uh, wars of uh, conquest, I think, that I'm watching. That someone is attempting to kick off the motherfuckers that are on the moon or to take over a big chunk of the, of the moon in preparation for kicking off the motherfuckers that are on it or in it or both. In any event, though, so we're seeing the contention and all of that, and now I have to wonder, you know, they say, um, uh, you know, like a secret space program and all of that, as though the government is in charge. It's like, hey, guys, that is not necessarily the case. You may have Area 51 and S4 and all of that, and these guys may have their, their um, secret space program and that kind of shit, but hey, people... Um, the corporations are off on their own. It is only because you uh, were born before the years of hypernovelty that you automatically assume that a secret space program, a breakaway civilization, is organized as, um, uh, you know, government, pyramidical, etc. It may well simply be corporate divisions. Uh, so we may have, you know, and and if that's the case, let's assume that, that indeed some of what I'm saying is accurate and we have uh, organizations like 
you know, um, Lockheed Martin and uh, Raytheon and some of these other places uh, up there uh, fighting someone on the moon, okay, fighting something on the moon. Uh, they're doing it for their own purposes, the corporations are, and for their own goals, but they may also be contending with each other. Just because Lockheed Martin kicks the people off the moon doesn't mean they're going to welcome Raytheon in their new territory. Um, so it's going to be a very much more complex world, guys. It's not going to be uh, easily delineated and structured in a paramedical fashion. That's all going away. That is an, uh, an artifact of the thousands of years of abuse by the Elohim who had that structure. Okay, and they impose that structure on all of humanity. And humanity normally does not operate that way. Usually, uh, humanity prefers to organize itself as um, collectives of tribes. And, you know, uh, this was the always the big problem for the royals in Scotland and so on is that you had to get you had to argue with all the fucking tribes to get them to get out there and go to war with you you know come and help you fight somebody right uh, which is the way it should be you should not be able to give an order and have all these men go and plunge themselves into death uh, you should have to really have to work your ass off to argue them into a position that they want to take that risk got another stop coming up and I'm trying to chug down some vitamins here as I go along. It's been a weird morning. Anyway, um, so so we may have Lockheed duking it out with Raytheon, also fighting the Elohim, and also fighting the um, ring, ring makers of Saturn, for all I know. Anybody that tells you and they know is, is so full of shit that you, you need to just ignore them, right? This is like... Um, uh, Carrie Cassidy or Gene Decode uh, talking about um, uh, AI, all right? That uh, as soon as Gene Decode starts talking about AI, he's off in fantasy land. This guy has no technical grasp. I doubt he was a, a technician in the Navy. I actually doubt that he uh, served, to be honest. His language doesn't reflect that. Uh, he sounds like a... Um, uh, a fucktard and a liar, to be honest. You know, somebody caught in fantasy land. Uh, these other people believe him. You know, this, um, uh, what was he? Patriot something. Um, one of these broad uh, podcasters had uh, Gene Decode and Kerry Cassidy on the other day. And it's like, oh my God, and they're both discussing AI. And, and Kerry Cassidy lives in a, entirely in a fantasy land relative to um, AI and anything technical, right? She just assumes that if she's seen it in the movies, that that's valid because the movies are predictive programming and they wouldn't tell you about it unless they actually could do it. So it's like, okay, you know, this is not a an adult way to go through life. And so her uh, interview the other day with... Um, uh, Jay Widener, which is really a good interview from the perspective of hearing Jay Widener talk about this. But in there, you see her exact mental situation because she cannot believe that Jay Widener came to this conclusion on his own and she assumes that he must have been told by some 
whistleblower or someone with authority. So see, there, there is what you're going to run into. Carrie Cassidy is a prime example. She's like the, uh, the woo version of our untethered Heather uh, Hying, Brett Weinstein's wife. Carrie Cassidy loves authority. Loves it, just loves it, loves it, loves it. She can't live without that authority, and hypernovelty is just gonna kick her in the ass. Because I don't, first off, I don't believe any of her whistleblowers, right? I do not accept, she gives these whistleblowers authority. She says this this murderer, a uh, guy convicted of um, most heinous murder you can kind of imagine sort of thing, and a group murder, a Svengali kind of mind manipulator fellow, uh, is a convicted uh, prisoner, convicted murderer, doing life in prison, and he has convinced Carrie that he has authority. She's actually just, like, given him authority because he stated stuff, and she never assumes anybody's lying to her. And this guy is doing nothing but lying to her 100%. Uh, and she's been there and she's got like 12 interviews with this guy who's in prison because he was in the secret space program and they can't have him out walking around. Well, okay, Carrie, let's be realistic. Let's just like uh, Jay Widener told her, we're not children. Let's understand that this guy is lying, that if he actually was in the secret space program and he actually did have knowledge that was so dangerous to the secret space program, why would they allow him to live? They would not. They would just simply kill him. Human life is cheap to the people at the top here. But anyway, so Carrie Cassidy is, is super enamored of authority. She has the authority of whistleblowers for everything she says. And so, thus she can say all this horse shit, and she just assumes it's true because a whistleblower told her, and he wouldn't tell her, he would not deliberately lie, because he has the authority of having lived through it, done it, or whatever the fuck, right? And it's just like, Jay Widener was telling her, you know, people lie, that he worked with Corey Good, the butthead, who lied year, day after day after day after day on their Gaia TV shows to everybody's face. For years he lied, and then the fucker sued me for telling every for stating my opinion that he was lying, and so and so he sues me. I win the lawsuit, uh, and um, which I'm kind of proud of because of the way I did it strategically. But anyway, um, but and then he had to admit, Corey Good had to admit uh, under oath in deposition that it was all lies. And so, uh, if if uh, Gene Decode has to be put under deposition because he gets sued, is he going to admit that all his bullshit is lies? Now, Carrie Cassidy, she's not lying. She's reporting to you what some whistleblower told her, what some person that she has granted authority to, to have this opinion and to be the backstop for her opinion, is, is saying that XYZ is factual. So she can, you know, uh, robustly say, this is factual, when in fact it's horseshit. All of this stuff about AI is not technically possible. So Gene Decode says that AI sweeps the internet three to 500 times a day. It reads every fucking thing in the internet. He's so, he's so lame. I mean, it hurts my head to hear shit like that. Uh, there's so many different reasons that that is not feasible um, at all. And then he goes on to, to at, uh, give attributes to AI of having willpower and having desire. Uh, you know, no AI has desire. They don't want to do anything. There's no there there. So Carrie Cassidy judges AI by herself. 
you know, she wants this and so on. So she thinks AI is sentient as she is. And that's debatable as to whether or not she's actually sentient at any given point. Um, but um, uh, that's what she does. She attributes all of these things to AI. She personifies it. And that's not the case. But Gene Decode does that too. And these people are saying, this one guy, this this patriot podcaster, whatever the fuck his name was, was saying that these were the two people that really knew AI. Well, they're the two people that are throwing out all kinds of fantasies, but they don't have a fucking clue about AI. And they're going to, you know, so in my way of thinking, hyper novelty is going to be really bad on both of these guys because nobody's going to be accepting authority anymore. And, you know, if Kerry Cassidy brings up uh, Captain Mark Richards, I'm going to say he's a liar. We can just dismiss what he says. He's a liar. And so she was in a real world of hurt with this interview with Jay Widener, which is fascinating to watch the psychology of, of her, as well as the, um, the Jay describing how he came to this understanding about JFK, which I think is brilliant and it is quite factual, right? Uh, in any event, though, so, um, uh, but Carrie uh, uh, kept going back to this this quote whistleblower she kept going back to her authority about all of this and jay had to keep reminding her he's lying he's lying he's not telling you the truth he didn't actually shoot kennedy he was not there it didn't happen that way there was nothing uh, for any of these people to be in on right so it was not a giant conspiracy <coughs> and everybody telling her that exactly it was a giant conspiracy is 100% wrong it was a conspiracy but not the way we think right that's why the you should go and watch uh, Jay Widener's documentary, which is pretty cool. I put it on two times speed because I just don't have that much time, uh, and I whipped right through it. Um, but but you really should do that. You should go and watch it. Um, anyway, so uh, we're going to have a uh, uh, the situation where even, and it's probably especially in the woo-woo world, for those people that have this hidden uh, authority bias, you know, uh, all of Carrie Cassidy's 100% of her 18 years, or whatever it is, 20 years, 21 years, whatever the hell, but 100% of all of her work is simply throwing authority onto people and accepting whatever bullshit that they put out, and then she regurgitates it. That is her modus operandi. That's what's actually happening um, in her videos, you know, year after year after year. Um So, she won't have the luxury of being able to regurgitate stuff relative to um, uh, a supposed backstop of authority as we move into hypernovelty. And it's going to really, really impact her because people just, you know, set up and say, no, you know, your Mark Richards is not a captain. He's not in the space program. His dad was not in the space program. He's in jail for murder. He's lying to you because he's got nothing better to do, and he's just sitting in, in prison. So he makes up all these interesting stories, and he gets a real thrill when he gets a, online and sees you say his name in these interviews and put authority on him. He gets a big, big rush out of it. It's all a psychological thing for him. Uh, you know, I used to work corrections. I, I worked around these people. Carrie probably could have worked corrections as I had and still would have this attitude that anybody saying this shit and claiming to be a whistleblower has an authority. Um, there was one person in all of her uh, interviews that actually was legit, and he was killed shortly after he uh, talked to her. Every other person that she's ever talked to is full of shit uh, to some major degree. 
And so this is this is the situation we're at at the moment, is that we're moving into hyper novelty and she's gonna to have to face that. The same way that Heather is gonna to have to face, that she has no authority, she's got no underpinning, that none of the studies that she relies on, all of the journals that she relies on have to be thrown away or examined to the minutia in the particulars of that moment to see if it was actually valid. You can't accept them as saying, you know, they did a good study and, and wrote up this good um, report of this study uh, here, XYZ, right, study, and therefore I will trust them on the QRS study. You can't do that uh, because the authority doesn't transfer that way anymore. And so we don't have that world. That being the case, it's going to be really tough on these people, both Carrie and uh, Heather. And they're both going to be untethered. Uh, you know, uh, it's going to be, like I say, it's going to be really rough on Carrie Cassidy because every single one of her whistleblowers is going to be disputed. And, uh, and then even then, there will be no government. There will be no authority that we will, we will grant that authority to as we go forward. Now, obviously, this is a... A particulate kind of an event. Okay, it's not really an event. It's happening now. The hyper novelty. Uh, lots of people are starting to discover it. They're getting into the the um, the issues here uh, of what we're all going to face, and um, uh, that's the way of our world here um, as we go forward. Is this um, uh, cracking open the? coconut to see what's really in the damn thing, right? We want to know what's really in there. And so, uh, hang on a second, I'll stop here. Uh, so these next few months, as we get into the hyper novelty more and more, could be really hard on lots of these people. I expect that we'll have uh, some level of mental breakdowns that'll be visible in videos and stuff, uh, not just in the normies getting stuck walking across the sidewalk, that kind of, oh, across the crosswalk, that kind of thing, right? It's going to be um, uh, much more widespread and, and much deeper. And it'll really hit, like I say, it's really going to hit the woo people. So many of whom are like Carrie, and they have a, an inbuilt uh, bias favoring normalty, normalcy. Normality <laughs> and authority. Anyway, so uh, I got to go. I got to pick up some more stuff here and then two more quick stops and I'm home to do work. So anyway, I'll put these up in a while. But hyper novelty is going to bite our ass, people. Talk to you later.